0: The uh, New York Times has a a column called the Ethicist. Who's who does that? Uh, Kwame Anthony Appiah. Appiah. Okay. Appiah. I don't
1: know that I know them. It's about ethics. Um, I gathered that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't. You don't say. <laughs> what if it was about morals?
0: Those are different, aren't they, aren't more, are morals and ethics different?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess so, right? I guess,
0: or am I confusing about how race and ethnic, ethnicity is different? Yeah. Like, race and ethnicity is different, are morals and ethics different?
1: I guess morals would be, well, yeah, I guess it's your sort of values, right? And ethics would be or I don't know ethics is uh, the, only, the only the only context I ever hear ethic in is work ethic
0: that's true well in the, the Nicomachean ethics, the Aristotle well, i mean who yeah, who could forget who could know? forget that the uh I think ethics is just like a broad term for like various self help pseudo philosophy stuff stretching all the way back to Aristotle right uh firing from the hip there but like what i realized right. what i realized about this show is that the more you're wrong the more comments you get about how you're wrong and that's good because it it looks like there's more engagement it drives it drives everyone.
1: engagement <laughs> you guys think we're rubes, but really we're just we're, we're just really trying to foster conversation and drive engagement drive engagement
0: we're sure, business, we're sure business, man. Honestly, if, like, the the Santos Musk thing, if, like, he really wanted like, millions of people to hop on and listen and, and engage with it, he should have fired off at the cuff about the difference between, like, Botox and lip fillers.
1: Oh, it would have been, been a home run.
0: Or, like, or, uh, like in- enzyme uptake in cellular modalities on the third degree of uh, you know, cancer patient or so. You know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he we should have wait. He should have weighed in on vacuoles and rhizomes.
1: <laughs> the classic, uh, the classic uh, debate sparkers.
0: Yeah, mitochondria. Yeah, DeSantis should just every honestly. What I've learned about being a podcaster. It's, it really is funny. It's like every time you weigh in on a science issue, you will get billions of responses. But, like, me and you can just shoot off, you know. Well, I mean, granted, like, we when we talk about, like, history stuff, we'll have some people in the comments saying, you got this wrong. But mostly people let it fly. People never let it fly when you get science stuff wrong.
1: Well, the thing about history is it's, you know, it's your you're sort of reading against my reading true but science is you know there's some hard and fast truths that people don't want to true and it is also stepping on it is also his story and so that's important <laughs> yeah, that's right mind. most importantly it's the story of you know who <laughs> uh uh-huh. oh man it's classic uh church sign joke much in the same vein as exposure to the sun prevents burning s o n uh-huh
0: uh the um but I guess what I'm saying here is like if if a candidate ever wanted to drive as much engagement as they can possibly drive just fire off at the hip about science
1: there. is the way to go yeah yeah I think we all got conditioned that way like, sort of the liberal movement of the 90s and the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, that's the reason in this house we believe in science is number one. Mm-hmm. On those signs you always see in those neighborhoods yeah. that have been probably recently gentrified. You,
0: Dude, honestly, I, I think part of the reason why that's so, such a big thing is because the Democratic electorate at this point, which is a brass... <laughs> Broad, broad class <laughs> collaboration is coalition. All right, that's you know, it's like there's working class people
1: in it, there's professionals in it, there's you know, super wealthy, super wealthy, super poor. But at least and on paper, you'd think that might be a good thing. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs>
0: but as the way it shakes out is that a lot of the working class people in there do have college degrees, which means they're credentialed. Which means, I've been reading a lot of Robert Brenner lately. Yeah. And uh, his, his theory is that, well, it's him and this guy Dylan Riley, they wrote this thing called Seven Theses on American Politics. And like, part of the thing that they're getting at, I read it last night, because I was like, I saw the DeSantis thing, and I was like, man, it'd be cool if I had some smart thoughts about this. Are we so, talking
1: about the one where he recorded that very low, low-fi? Yeah. That oh my god man you raised eighty six million dollars and you you sound like us in two thousand seventeen. Uh, <laughs> we had good mic. We had better mics back then. Honestly. Yeah, we had, arguably we had better fidelity. <laughs> uh huh.
0: But their their argument is partially that the Democratic coalition is. But the working class is so segmented out by various things, one of which is race, obviously, but another of which is like credentialing uh, yeah, in other words, college degrees, and that kind of explains the attachment to this like ideology
1: of science, yeah, and uh well, it's like even if you don't know what you're talking about, you still just know what's important, mhm, you know what I mean, yeah. Well, you, you have to be a man of science, even though you don't give two shits about any of them.
0: You know, and I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling any of you who comment on our stuff telling us we're wrong about science. I'm not telling you to stop. In fact, I'm telling you to do
1: it more. Until you actually ramp your efforts <laughs> up. Figure <laughs> <laughs> out every word in this. Broadcast. I don't. I don't. I don't mind that. I, I occasionally learn things from the comment section. The only time I get sideways with the comment section is when somebody. Tries to tell me something that I know better about, mm-hmm. and then like talk to me like I'm an idiot. Yeah, if you know better, I, I welcome it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh,
0: I, I agree. The, um, I don't know what the ethicist would say about that, though. <laughs> Does, is it a rotating cast or is it just this guy's column? I think it's just this guy's column. I think he, he is the ethicist. You remember that book The Giver?
1: Yeah. Who it, was who was the giver?
0: The giver <laughs> The giver was um Ross Dutant. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, you went to him to talk about your wet
1: dreams. I'm gonna i I'm gonna be the receiver. <laughs> I just take, take a take and never give <laughs> any back.
0: <laughs> like the New York Times had a roundtable about, like, masculinity, and they had Ross that on it. It's like, dude. Oh. <laughs> it's
1: like, what is the obsession with masculinity now? Well, dudes are hot. Let's get that out of the way up front. Okay.
0: Dudes are hot. They look good. I was telling my girlfriend yesterday about how, like, when I was a kid, we used to play in soccer practice. We would have shirts and skins. Do you ever have shirts and skins?
1: Yeah, as a kind of a tough thing for a portly boy, but yeah, we we did it.
0: I did it anyway. Was there a weird homoerotic thing to it? Because for me, there was. I was kind of like, oh man, it's shirts and
1: skins days. <laughs> for me, I was just trying to cover up my titties more than anything. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I never got to be skins really.
0: When I did, I wasn't. I didn't feel good about it. It's like I was looking at all the other kids that ha- that were skins, and like they were. They were, like, attractive young boys. I can say that because I was a young boy at the time.
1: (laughs) This is my opinion then, not my opinion now. (laughs) Let me just reiterate that.
0: But, like, I was... I didn't start getting cute until high school. You know what I mean? All right. And then I got hot after high school. So that's the thing. It's, like... But I I still never got to partake in shirts and skins in the
1: way it was meant to be enjoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well that was that was a tough thing another tough thing was swim pools yeah swimming pool here's what I had to decide at an early age there's two which way which way Portly boy there's two ways you'd be a t-shirt in the pool guy or you'd be a DJ Khaled-esque just I'm just gonna be confident about this and take my shirt off and let it fly which I went with I don't regret it dude
0: I was a swimmer, and I know I've probably told this story on the show before, but, like, swimming for young teenage boys was the most dangerous sport you could possibly... Way more dangerous than getting CTE on the football field. Way more dangerous than throwing your arm out on the baseball field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Way more dangerous. The reason why is because you had to wear Speedos, and, and swimming was intergender... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, and I guess that really wouldn't matter if you were like me and you know it was shirts and skins days. You didn't really <laughs> differentiate between the gender.
1: <laughs> but like, you- I thought you—I'll be honest with you—the way you're teeing that up, I was—I was getting very agree with you. Like, yeah, it's the only sport you can drown in. <laughs> that's not where you were going with this. Uh, no, where I was going with that was
0: those speedos don't hide much, man. And if you get a boner in one of them,
1: you're fucked. You can't tuck up either. No, dude. And <laughs> in fact, unless you're unless you were uh, <laughs> uh, one of the portly boys wearing a t-shirt to, uh-huh. to the swim, meet, You know. Well, you couldn't. You didn't want to do that because that would
0: swimmer as being a swimmer. You want to be as glabrous. Is that that's a word, right? I think I learned that from Cormac not. McCarthy's book, The Blood Meridian. They should do a a book called The Plasma Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> The, it's uh like you're in the old you're in Texas working with the Texas Rangers and you're harvesting plasma from <laughs>
1: it's the just making a few extra bucks with that you know that bonus promo, you know, promo they give you to feed yeah. the boys yeah exactly everybody's no, no campfire chili tonight boys we're going out to mm-hmm. <laughs> Ted's Montana Steakhouse or whatever
0: Well I hate to like turn this into dudes talk so soon But I just want to explain to my audience If you don't have a penis The architecture and engineering of a penis When it goes up It generally can only go one direction But let's say for example you have a boner (laughs) You're standing on the swim block To dive in Your boner is pointing down because you're bent over when you jump in that water, your boner's going to go backwards. <laughs> Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, well, it's bad for drag. You Surface tension, yes. It's bad yeah, for drag. You want to limit the drag. The same reason you wouldn't wear a t-shirt to a swim meet. You know, there's <laughs> too much drag. Same reason you <laughs> swimmers tend to shave their bodies, you know.
0: That's exactly right. Like, it could add seconds on.
1: And that's the difference between victory <laughs> and failure. Defeat. Uh... Well, one day, so like you could usually like
0: it used to happen to me, but it was kind of rare. Like I would go go to the bathroom and stay in the bathroom, or like just stay in the water. Like, no, nah, I'm I'm just gonna stay down here. <laughs> nah, I'm just <laughs> I'm acclimating. But it did happen to this one kid one day, and it became a thing during practice. Like it became like everyone was like whispering to each other. I think
1: the the coach eventually had to go have a word with him, like son. <laughs> Time out. Take a the actually don't <laughs> actually don't actually don't put a goddamn towel around your waist and get over here. What the hell's wrong with you. <laughs> but
0: that's the think Those hormones are flu- they're pumping, man. You don't have any control <laughs> for that shit.
1: Well. I tell you what, I, it's you know, uh, <laughs> I kind of uh, miss the house in days of youthful, inopportune erections. Now it's like I just, I just don't even care.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You're saying like you.
1: You uh you you I'm saying I'm low T. <laughs> you're low T. <tea. laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I need some T. <laughs> you're like Ron DeSantis on the Twitter Spaces call. You're low T, man. I'm low T, so. I understand. I'm, I'm aloof and disinterested. Uh huh. Man,
0: imagine imagine you're the swim coach and you come home after a day like that. Like your wife is like, How was your day, honey? Uh well. Roger, you remember Roger, right? I mean,
1: yeah. He, boner kid. <laughs> he did well, it again. <laughs> he was doing boner kid stuff again.
0: <laughs> I'm t- I'm I'm saying for that reason it was the most dangerous because you're done. Like when you're a teenager, there's certain things you don't come back from.
1: It like, is a tight man. It really is a it really is a tightrope walk when you think about it. Any little any little aberration in your behavior at a weird hormonal time or whatever's going on with you can stay with you for a lifetime. It's exactly right. Because
0: it can sort you out into various groups of people. It's like it's like after that, you're only hanging out with a certain group of people. You know what I mean? You're you're hanging yeah. out with a group of people who other interesting but weird things happen to publicly. Yeah, right. You're immediately
1: ostracized. You're with the kid that shit himself at a party. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are you have been you've been ostracized and you know, it's just that is a that is a sensitive time. And thank God now we can just well we could. These kids couldn't. We could just go be move to a new town, be whoever we wanted to. <laughs> right. Right. Somewhere somewhere somebody's always gonna remember Roger's boner kid.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's a pseudonym. I didn't want to dox him, but no. you know. I'm I'm an ethicist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, <laughs> watch. That's right. How do we get on swimming? Um I was
0: reading The Ethicist. I wanted to read this. this entry the submit uh submission to the ethicist um this says so you know it's kind of like an advice column basically except your advice giver is an ethicist um and so this is the submission what some may view as a minor event has become a real fault line in our marriage no this is not about the guy who killed
1: the cats <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude that's I, I went to his i went to that place in nashville one time
0: the cat bird the cat bird yeah it was like one
1: of back then it was like you had to get a reservation like goddamn four or five months in advance but yeah i went one time when i was dating you know who and uh I think about that now, it's like, man, I ate the cuisine of a man that kills cats. Dude, that was, um, when that got to that point in the story, my jaw
0: dropped. He worked for a place called The Catbird.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, dude. <laughs> that place is very weird. A little overrated, too. I don't know about the whole, mm. it's a Michelin star or yeah. whatever. But, yeah. um,
0: So, the es- ethicist... What some may view as a minor event has become a real fault line in our marriage. While we were driving recently on the Massachusetts Turnpike and going highway speed in the middle lane, my husband opened the passenger side window and tossed a banana peel into the road. I immediately expressed my disgust. <laughs> it was
1: goddamn Mario Kart. <laughs> I
0: immediately dispre- expressed my disgust. Telling him that I'm opposed to littering, that it's a bad example for the thirteen year old we had in the car, and that I, as the driver, would be the one to receive the ticket. What if everyone started tossing leftover produce on the highways? It's slippery, dangerous, and just dirty. <laughs> okay, like what kind of are you driving a literal go kart? What do you mean it's slippery? Yeah, what are
1: you doing? <laughs> yeah, <what> <laughs> Yeah, you're not driving a fucking go. You're not driving a goddamn turtle shell with wheels, lady. It's (laughs) it's biodegradable. That's I. I'm. I'm. Listen, I'm coming down on the side of the husband on this already. But but I understand the nights young, and this guy might end up killing cats before it's all said and done. You never know. It it could go any direction. My um my
0: husband's response was that the banana pill would biodegrade. And he said, "I'm an adult, so I'll do what I want."
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, man! <laughs> hey, hey! Just so you know, I'm a grown ass fucking man. If I want to throw my goddamn banana peel on the highway, well, lady, that's just what I'll do.
0: Um, I responded that the pill wouldn't buy bi- would not biodegrade on asphalt. When we arrived home, I sent him an article outlining why this is dangerous and unacceptable behavior. It could lure animals onto the road, putting them in danger, and it's considered littering and carries a fine. Well, okay, now you're moving the goalposts because the second ago you said it's slippery. But what's the science on the slippery? We have plenty of listeners who can tell us, is it slippery? Will you derail? Will an 18-wheeler run over a banana peel and like,
1: oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 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 I don't
0: know. Um... I also sent him the Massachusetts law that stated this was illegal. God damn.
1: Went through the law books. Okay, uh, here's something that we gotta bring up right here just so we can set the, you know, set this up properly. I think it is important for couples to have the same values. But uh worldviews don't necessarily Include the same values. And it seems like if you are a man that likes to discard banana pills on the highway and thinks that it's going to biodegrade, you probably don't need to be married to somebody that's pulling the Massachusetts law book on you long after you've forgotten about this incident. Because the same type of guy that throws a banana pill on the highway was not thinking about it five minutes later. No. And yet. His wife was pulling statutes days later. <laughs> it indicates a bigger divide in the marriage, is all I'm saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you're a guy that likes to throw banana pills on the highway, you need to be with a woman that too enjoys throwing banana pills on the highway. Both of you top down, just throw <laughs> Just having the, the just having the best sex of your life and littering all to hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're right. It is like Something went wrong here. This is like... You're exactly right. But maybe they like that. Maybe it's like when a conservative marries a Democrat, a liberal, and they're like, nah, we like that we can come together. Maybe th- maybe that's kind of what gets them off. Like, he likes... Oh,
1: uh, who's the best example? James Carville. And James Carville. Oh, what freaks.
0: Man, that would be... Like, maybe that's what gets them off. It's their... It's, it's her staunch... Anti-littering statute citing stance and his staunch. I'm I'm giving back to the world. It's, I mean, honestly though, like, is it really? Again, this is I'm gonna fire off at the hip here. Is it really that much worse than throwing it in the trash? Like landfills are huge carbon emitters, aren't they? Like methane and stuff. Like, wouldn't it kind of be better to throw it into the?
1: Well, Ditch. but in the landfill, nobody's going to spin out on it and lose their stars.
0: <laughs> it's true. Their coins and their stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's important to keep in mind. I'm trying to keep my coins and stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, his only comment was, don't you have anything better to do with your time? <laughs> 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 That's got rules.
1: <laughs>
0: he, he refuses to acknowledge that he made a mistake or change his behavior. We've reached a deadlock on this issue. What do you think? Um, the ethicist's advice is basically like ours, because you know he starts out saying yeah, like tossing the banana peel out of the window was wrong for reasons you expressed at the time. You know, so it will eventually biodegrade even on asphalt, which isn't a sterile environment, but not necessarily anytime soon. Bird lovers warn us that pesticide-treated fruit p- pills can be bad for the critters who eat them. And does nobody remember the discarded pills in Paul Verhoeven's movie Spetters? I, I love Paul Verhoeven. One, that's one of his that I haven't seen though. So I'm not seen that either. That's uh, but now i gap in my knowledge. But now I'm I'm intrigued if a major plot point <laughs> is someone getting hurt on. It's, yeah, things go very badly for the motorcycle who gets them. Oh, okay, things go very badly for the motorcyclist who gets them in the face. Okay, that's that's an entirely different. I hadn't even thought of that. It's like you know what I mean. Like you get the banana peel in the face, and it covers your eyes, and you can't see. Like,
1: <sighs> and you start losing your coins. and You start mm-hmm. shaking back yeah. and forth. Yeah, uh,
0: you might now be tempted to slam this article on the breakfast table. On the breakfast table and say, see, the ethicist agrees with me. (laughs) But this story, this isn't a story about the proper disposal of banana pills. In this matter, your husband is no longer claiming he's in the right. Two things seem to be going on. First, he's evidently sensitive to criticism. Uh, His pride has been wounded. He doesn't want to reward you with the concession you seek. Um, Given this dynamic, the only surprise is that a fault line didn't open up earlier. Second, though, he's complaining that you're making a very big deal out of a minor misdeed. Here, your pig-headed polluter has a point. Not about your initial response, so much as about your fully researched insistence on your rightness.
1: <laughs> okay, good. He's the, the ethicist has redeemed himself. For a second, I was thinking, and I thought you were cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I threw an apple core out
0: the other day. Should I go back and get it? I sh- it's like, was halfway between like
1: here and Abingdon. Maybe like 40, but I'm I could I should drive back and get it. And yeah, I think it's the only... Well, before it causes a riff in your marriage. <laughs> My question is this. <clears throat> what Has a marriage ever broken up because of something like the ethicist or Ask Polly or somebody has said or written? You know, like, has, like, a woman or man been fed up and, like, went to the paper record on it and said, I'm going to get some advice here, and then said, you know what? If the ethicist says it, you know what? It's Uh time to dissolve this marriage. Uh huh. Probably. Just gave him that little push to get him over the divorce line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, would you listen to the ethicist? His name is The Ethicist.
1: Uh, I don't really want to be told where I'm wrong. (laughs) <laughs> so I I wouldn't go to it. I would just I would just follow my heart in this matter. My heart says that you gotta keep throwing them pills out, man. Yeah. I don't throw trash out, but I do throw banana pills and apple cores and occasionally sunflower seeds out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: I don't eat bananas really, so yeah, that's not one I'm throwing out the window. Here's the the co- uh, This question from a reader who got into a major fight With her husband over a banana peel That he tossed out the car window um, Here are some pe- Here are some people's comments First thank you to the ethicist for tackling the issues That most of us face
1: Oh <laughs> 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 my god dude. What this is so- <laughs> Imagine Imagine you go to an advice columnist To tackle <laughs> the big questions My god
0: Uh, But apparently it hits, man. Like, just like with our audience, they love the science content. The ethicist readers love marital strife over (laughs) the minute things. The biggest fight I ever had with my wife was about whether brown or white rice was healthier. We went back and forth with articles and research for a couple of days until we decided together that brown rice... Is a little healthier, but that quinoa beats both handily. Jesus Christ, man. It's no fucking wonder, like, fascism is ascendant in, in this country. Liberalism <laughs> is so goddamn banal. <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? We uh, had a huge
0: fight over rice and then we compromised over quinoa. It's like, dude, we're fucked.
1: We're boned. <laughs> we're, so we're boned. boned. <laughs> if this is our coalition, we're boned.
0: <laughs> we're so fucked. <laughs> Oh, blah 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 when my husband and I first got together he would not apologize for anything I couldn't figure it out finally I explained to him that I didn't want him to apologize in order to humiliate him I wanted him to apologize to make me feel better because I was hurt but who apologizes for nothing
1: I apologize for everything which is probably yeah I'm overly apologetic I'm the exact opposite I apologize for things that aren't my fault
0: this is insane. I'm a regular reader who has who have never responded before. The banana peel scenario is so common. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I, this is like peering into like an ant farm or something. Like what? What do you mean? More important, the conflict between the letter writer and her litter bug husband is a wonderfully art- articulated slice of right- life. So raw, vulnerable, and honest. I could feel every bump in the road. This should be required reading for any premarital couple. (laughs) What the fuck?
1: These people really need to get out a little bit more. I don't say that often. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm trying to remember
0: the biggest fight I have had in my relationship recently. I think it was when I uh, accused my girlfriend of not knowing what Noir was. You
1: know what they yeah. Did that lead to? Did y'all take it to the analysis, or did you just slip <laughs> <We let, laughs> or did or did you just like you know sleep on it and <laughs> have and face the hard discussion the next morning? Well, most of my fights are bits anyway. So,
0: the that's the, <laughs> guy, the thing the thing is is the guy could have just wrote it off as a bit. Just be like, okay, let's go back and get the banana pill. Yeah. If if she cared so much, why didn't she just stop the car and get out and get the banana pill herself, or turn it or turn the car around? I realize it's dangerous with that many banana pills on the road. You're trying to get home as fast as possible,
1: right? You know it's a it's a it's a minefield out there. as many people that as common as this is. Uh huh.
0: Hmm. Man, what an incredible what an incredible job! I want to be the ethicist. Why don't we do
1: that? <laughs> you need to be the moralist. The moralist? Yeah. I think okay. that's probably the, the one for you. That's the one for me? Yeah. I Where does you um have to have a, you have to have a counterbalance and you need to take it to a conservative paper? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're <laughs> I'll be the moralist at a conservative.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Where does the guy so What's that guy's name? Uh, Agajanian or something? The oh, the catman, the, she- the chef. Yeah. Uh, where do his actions fall on the spectrum? It's like I'm obviously very anti-killing cats, but in this day and age of getting canceled over the worst stuff, it kind of is like a, it's a kind of a wholesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when when, <laughs> when when a bona fide sociopath that that's the telltale sign that you're a sociopath when you like to harm animals Right. Mm. to not eat them just to torture them just to that, torture them yeah. yeah did you see what he did like too, like he would he would he wanted to get the turtles himself and kill them himself
0: yeah he uh there, there were several crazy anecdotes um uh, uh, this woman remembered one night when Aga Johnny and. So we're reading from this New York article about this guy who had a restaurant called Horses that was apparently really popular in LA,
1: right? Yeah, the first I heard about this was I was listening to that show Time Crisis uh, with uh, Ezra Koenig from Vampire Weekend. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he had a bit on there where he he was going to. Tell all his friends he wanted to open up a restaurant where they serve horse meat, mm-hmm. and just see like what the consensus was on like you know eating animals that we don't typically, yeah, eat you know. But dude, I and then I, they brought this place up, and which was funny because at the time I was like, oh, that's funny," but now it makes me wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: follow a, uh, I follow an Instagram account called Mona Food, and. It's honestly fascinating. They're like cutting up brains and eating them just like boar's heads. They're like squeezing food out of intestines. In this Instagram account or this guy's doing this? No, this Instagram account. But it's like like Pakistani food, it looks like. Wow. So it's like part of their culture, you know? Right. Like. They're like cutting, it's like really disgusting to watch, but I'm trying to be open-minded about it, you know what I mean? It's like, they're like cutting ducks, the bills off of ducks and stuff.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm open-minded about this. Oh, my goodness. This is their culture. You're like, you're like yeah, I'm, I don't really see what the big deal is about this and guy. <laughs> I love to watch animals, <laughs> in fact, I follow Instagram
0: Oh, Jesus. No, that's not true. I really don't like. For example, I have a hard time eating like, and I, I usually won't eat like
1: lobster or crab and stuff like. You don't actually eat a lot of meat. I've yeah, I really don't. I didn't Only when you like go out to a restaurant or something, you'll 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 treat yourself to a little. I'll splurge. A little vitamin B twelve. That's right. But I don't. I'm not much of a meat eater. Usually, you're a forager. That's true. You eat a lot of you eat a lot of spelted grains. I've noticed. I'm, I am uh, You know
0: All I was reading that book, sugar book The book about sugar And he talks about how like Every human Every document in human civilization Going back to like the beginning of the time the, To the beginning of time Has like a staple starch Or like complex carbohydrate You know what I mean Like potatoes, Or potatoes Rice or... Millet Wheat yeah. And that they, you know, usually, like, will fix that up with various, like, spices and stuff. It's weird, though. Like, America's kind of a, I know maybe ours is corn, but even then, like, we don't, don't there's not, like, a staple in, and that's just because we eat so much fucking, like, potato chips and stuff. And, well, potatoes, too. Corn.
1: I mean, meat and potatoes, <laughs> is, you know, there's are shorthand for, like, American cuisine. Right, right. That is interesting because when you try like if you try a different way of eating like anybody that's ever done keto or went vegan or anything well not necessarily vegan cuz you can still eat those things. Like it is weird to reorient yourself to just like eating meat with vegetables but no starch. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say since the beginning of the to- of time, just since the beginning of like
1: Agriculture, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Since whenever Adkins came on the scene, <laughs> uh, this article says that Agajanian, who looks like Norman Bates, by the way. I mean, like, here's the thing: is that I I hate to you know be a judge book by its cover guy, but this guy looks like he hurts animals. Yeah, he looks. He looks totally insane. <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh, did they take? Photos for this piece? It looks like they did. It looks like, you know, it looks like a stylized, like, Terry Richardson kind of photograph or something like you would take for, like, a, a profile piece or something like that. Yeah, it does. But it, they're like, hey, can I can I see? Nah, don't worry about it. Just show up and take some pictures. Yeah.
0: It looks like they did. But, well, I don't know. Maybe not because they said they reached out for comment and they wouldn't respond. So maybe not. Um. <laughs> the, uh, he took all the worms from the monkfish liver And took sheep's liver And put it through a grinder Then served that combination Brusquely to the staff Another time he ordered staff fish carcasses Blended with water This is like what he would feed them You know like Before Like a meal You know what I mean Like he's, ca-
1: he's He's like Feeding them the way you would a house cat <laughs> if you were yeah. like out of cat food, pate. Yes, <laughs> he's making his
0: own pate. That's crazy. He serves people some crazy stuff, though. Uh, rabbit heads, warm crabs, dog. Wait, that's where I was going with that. Is like I don't like how they boil crabs and lobsters alive, and this weekend. I got a rundown on how they
1: make softshell crab. You ever heard about you? You ever heard about? You're that? the second person to mention this to me in as many weeks. What's the deal? It's like they set up a trap
0: off the, you know, in the in the ocean, and with a male, I think it's like a blue crab. They put like a male blue crab in it, and like fifty or sixty, a whole bunch of like female crabs will crowd around to start trying to mate with it. And I guess whichever one finally gets chosen to be mated with will start to molt. And so the fishermen will grab that crab that's molting before it's grown back its new shell after it's molted, but before it's grown back, it's new one. And then they like put it in the freezer or
1: whatever. <clears throat> and then that's the soft shell crab. It's like, so it's like one of those fucked up things like uh, sticking a goose in a fucking pen and like just feeding it till it's morbidly obese and busting out like the openings of the yeah. cage and then taking their liver out and serving foie gras. Foie gras, yeah. It was just a fatty liver. Fatty liver. Yeah. <laughs> or we've talked about this before, The you know, when they put the little mask on the bird and then you bite its head off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, we need to do a deep dive in in Hope cuisine sometime There's a lot of fucked up stuff that goes on in this world.
0: I know, but that's the thing. It's like people's that's the, that's where it gets ethically dubious. We should ask the ethicists because it's like it's people's culture, man. And like, yeah,
1: well, I mean, that's you know, I don't. It wanna, easily
0: slips into like racist.
1: Yeah, you, know you can mean? get racist, but I think the French did the foie gras and the and the, <laughs> the masked bird. I think they're safe to make fun of. <laughs> Yeah, But yeah, I agree. Sometimes it can veer into racism. You don't want to go there. But mm. Man, the ethicist. There's
0: all kinds of stuff in here. Our theater is fighting about diversity. Who's right? Should we weigh in
1: on this? What do you That's think? It. Let's weigh in.
0: I'm involved with a well-regarded community theater that has made significant efforts to diversify its membership, cast, and audience. A conflict has arisen over a proposed production of Fiddler on the Roof. Yes, we know Fiddler has oh been God. done, to, has been done to death in community theaters. A different issue. The director proposing the production has committed himself to colorblind casting. Others involved say that, in view of the Jewish community the play is about, they would consider this to be a cultural appropriation. How should we approach this conflict in values? What would you say?
1: So what are they saying they want to do, like a a Rainbow Coalition fiddler on the roof? I think so.
0: But that's the thing. I don't know the plot.
1: Well, I think one way you could approach it is you could just rewrite it for a different context.
0: Yeah. There you go. You
1: know? The same thing, but you you say, okay, well, what's the central conflict facing this community? Let's kind of just follow it, you know, use fiddler as a template.
0: Yeah. But isn't it, like, entirely about Judaism, Jewish, uh, a series of stories by Sholem Alakim that he wrote in Yiddish between 1894 and 14 about Jewish life in a village of the Pell Settlement of Imperial Russia?
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, it it, it doesn't all work, man. You're sort of boxed (laughs) in there. Yeah. But
0: you could do... (laughs)
1: Yeah, I don't know. What if it's fiddler on the roof, but it's all hillbillies, and it's the Marlowe Cole camp <laughs> around that same time period? Okay, I'm That's listening. Do. I don't know. It's just uh, funny. To, uh, it's not funny because you know, not certainly not. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, what could uh, let's see? What could what would hillbilly fiddler on the roof look like? Um
0: is there an actual fiddler on the roof in the fiddler on the roof because if so we've already got We got that, that cover. base cover we got yeah, plenty we got that of fiddlers
1: base. and we can put them right up there.
0: We put them right on mini roofs. We have roofs and we have fiddlers.
1: Yeah. Mm. So we're good for fiddlers. We wouldn't even have to change the name really.
0: Here's Act 1. Te- Tevi a poor Jewish milkman with five daughters, explains the customs of the Jews in the Russian shtetl of Anatevka. In 1905, where their lives are as precarious as the perch of a fiddler on the roof. At Tevy's home, everyone is busy preparing for the Sabbath meal. Um, Tevy's delivering milk, pulling the cart himself, and his horse is lame. He asks God, whom would it hurt if I were a rich man? The bookseller tells Tevy news from the outside world of pogroms and expulsions. Um, there is drinking of alcohol... There's a lot of, it's a lot. The revolution. Hmm. I well I like think in,
1: in some ways <clears throat> while not as serious of themes, Hee Haw has some had some interesting things to say. <laughs> uh
0: huh. Maybe maybe there are some plays or works of art that just can't quite be recast. Like it's like,
1: not a one to one. Okay, like Schindler's <laughs> List. You don't really want to. You don't want to go there. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it doesn't always work. So sometimes you can't do. Uh, you know. Well, and and why do you want to Hamiltonize everything too? Is the other thing.
0: That's a great question, Tom. Um. Am I stalking my own grandchildren? I miss them terribly. Uh, My son has three children and is divorced from their mother. He is an alcoholic and as a result has not been able to pay child support beyond the divorce settlement. He can't even support himself. The children's mother has full custody. Any requests I make for contact with my grandchildren are ignored. Damn, this is sad. I don't engage with anyone, sit in back rows, and I'm sure to be unseen, but is this stalking? Are my actions selfish or self-serving? No. There you-
1: there are some things people present to the ethicists that are like, they fall into either one or two categories. Uh-huh. Either one is, this is boring as hell, or two, <laughs> there's not a CIA torture tactic in the book to get me to go to somebody with this.
0: <laughs> there- yeah. Help me. My grandmother is stalking me. We haven't talked because I disagreed with her about fiscal policy in 1997. You see, she's a Keynesian and me. (laughs) I'm a neoclassical
1: conservative. (laughs) And While I love my grandmother, I'll just never see eye to eye on this. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Um... My my dead father had a secret. Do I tell our family? My father passed away two years ago at eighty-six. He served in the military for six years in the fifties and was buried with full military honors. Although my father occasionally told stories about his time in service, he never went into great detail about it, and he kept no documents from that time. It wasn't until it wasn't until about twenty-five years ago that my siblings and I learned my father had a child later given up for adoption while stationed in England. Uh, after my father passed, I began to manage my mother's finances. Uh, I was surprised to learn that he was separated from the military under less than honorable conditions and was therefore not entitled to pension benefits. Even more troubling, the reason given was homosexual tendencies. <gasps> Shit.
1: Wait, so the man had a child and he had a fabulous gay past?
0: Dude, my man was getting it in everywhere. yeah. <sighs> I love it.
1: So, wait, what's he asking here? Should he posthumously out his grandfather? Or? Y-
0: yes. He sh- he says, uh, uh, my mother's in her 80s and is in poor health. I've decided not to tell her what I've learned. I see no possible benefit to it at this point in her life. Oh, she
1: probably knows. <laughs> I was going to say, she's, she's got... <laughs> A lot of things you can't really hide, man. <laughs> that scent follows you, you know? Uh-huh. That is a scary thing I think about from time to time, is once you're dead, you can't control the narrative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you remember, I don't really talk about it, but do you remember uh, when a friend of ours passed away and his, like, long-lost daughter that nobody knew he had shows up to the funeral, and then... Yes. Like, shit like that, it all... On your funeral, it all gets out in the open anyway. So you uh-huh. should just you should just try to just keep as few secrets as possible <laughs> i
0: love i love the accusation i love getting kicked out of the army for having homosexual tendencies like that is such a hilarious phrase it's like, like
1: not nothing concrete <laughs> he just just a little he's a little fruity He's a little light in the ass
0: <laughs> he did his uniform up and a little flamboyant he did his dances were a little more his marches were a little more flamboyant than the rest Dude, come on, if you're in the military come on. Everyone in the military has f- homosexual
1: tendencies. The military is a homosexual tendency. <laughs> that is, that is, that is homosexual tendency.
0: Yeah, uniforms, swapping the decks,
1: like that's just you and the boys out there. <laughs> you know, come on. Or you and the girls. I would argue the mil- being in the military is gayer than the theater. one hundred percent. <laughs> by a factor of 10 100% yeah this whole gaze in the military debate that that ate up the 90's it was all, all pointless
0: <laughs> Hmm. yeah can I edit pink hair out of my daughter's wedding photos hmm should ask her if that's what she wants she ask, yeah ask her if that's what she wants maybe But that's why she came to the ethicist. She wanted to know if it's ethical to edit out
1: Pink Hair without consent. Is there anything you would take to the ethicist? Let's see.
0: I'm sure there are. It seems like over the course of doing this show, I always run into, like, ethically dubious uh, conundrums. Such as. I don't know, like...
1: Uh let's say that
0: let's I don't know let's, let's
1: say that I was opening a Michelin star restaurant where I had a pension for killing animals and serving gruel to my workers. Uh-huh.
0: I <laughs> I have one. This happened to me just a second ago. I was outside, I came back from the gym, a guy walked by whistling the whistle part from Don't Worry Be Happy. That's am kinda
1: I, nice. That doesn't happen every day.
0: See I mean, am I I was gonna say am I ethically in my rights to knock him out? So did you not get the memo, motherfucker? It's a goddamn recession out here.
1: It's a goddamn recession. You see the price of oatmeal, <laughs> motherfucker? Get on with you whistling ass <laughs> Um, am I, I kind of like, like that, though. I kind of love if a I was just in the middle of all Oof. that's going on out here. He's just whistling, don't <laughs> worry, be happy. Completely oblivious. That's a man that is, conv- that is convicted that Ron DeSantis will be the next president of the United States, and it'll all be better then. Uh-huh. Our granddaughter is rude and ungrateful. What do we do?
0: <laughs> you...
1: That was one they floated to the ethicist?
0: That was one, yeah. Throw You could throw that her out the window. That,
1: that doesn't seem like... That seems like answering a Jeopardy question without phrasing it in the form of a question. Right.
0: Someone's revving their motorcycle. Uh,
1: you could throw
0: her out the window of your moving car and then your wife will cite the statutes as to why that's wrong. But that's something you can do. She's old enough to enlist in the military and old enough to understand. (laughs) They're like, just send her into the army.
1: Yeah, she's (laughs) old enough to join that goddamn gay
0: parade. Uh Uh-huh. Like, what are some of these? Like, let's see what else we've got here. Our relatives keep bringing their dog over. How can we stop them? Okay, I hate that shit. I hate that shit. You ain't bringing your dog in my house. Stays out (laughs) on the porch. Uh... Can we fire our employee? His father just died. <laughs> oh my
1: God. Well, let me go ahead and tell you if you're the Sierra Club, yes.
0: <laughs> Someone did not check with the ethicist when it came to Tom's situation. To my firing. <laughs> um, can I use my adopted child's DNA to find his biological parents? I think my friend may be autistic. Do I tell her? Look, as someone who has told me that so many times, no, don't tell them. Just let them continue on going through life without any indication that that might be what's
1: going on with them. You know? <laughs> I'm just We just need to start writing the most banal queries to this guy. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, my coworker's annoying. What do I do? Yeah, right.
0: Just, I mean, honestly, it's like that's kind of what some of it is.
1: Yeah. Look, I understand it's hard to live in the world. People are annoying, unless you're that guy you run into. His whistle. <laughs> he seems positively thrilled. But yeah,
0: never had a ba- has not had a single bad day. <laughs> or maybe he oh.
1: has. Maybe he's at peace, man. Yeah, well, I'd like to know a secret. I'd love to be a guy that whistles, don't worry, be happy going down the street. And be known for that. Yeah. Is it okay
0: to let my relatives think their dead sister is still alive? Um, my uh, Let's see. Someone lonely considers me a friend. Should I stay in his life?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Let's read it.
1: Somebody lonely considers me a friend. I love his.
0: I'm going to Ukraine. Do I have to tell my parents? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fight with the good people what of does the to
1: Say, let's see. Does he like egg them all Like a, like a responsible. Eth- <laughs> this is the telltale. A responsible ethicist would be like, do not go to Ukraine under any circumstances. But because this is through the New York Times, the ethicist might be on the Zelensky take. (laughs) You're right.
0: Yeah, the ethicist says, I understand your desire to spare your parents' stress and don't lightly set it aside, but what you're contemplating is not simply an act of omission. You would, in fact, be actively deceiving them. Okay, so the question isn't whether you should go or not. It's whether you should tell your parents. Oh,
1: he's decided
0: he's oh, oh, he's going, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, you're going, you're just gonna tell your parents that you're going.
1: <laughs> Can you just imagine like your parents not hearing from you, and then just like they have to find out by courier or something that like they found your body in the fucking Crimea somewhere,
0: <laughs> yeah, this is the one that. Uh, I'm lone- someone lonely considers me a friend should I stay in his life a good- person I've known for many years considers me a friend even a good friend although I pretend to like him spending time with him is seldom enjoyable and is actually often quite difficult he is I believe profoundly depressed and has few friends if any <laughs> he is invariably negative and when questioned about seeming unhappy is unwilling to consider any different perspectives <laughs> possible changes or therapy <laughs> I goddamn at me next time This person contacts me every couple of months to get together, and I put it off. Eventually, I respond out of sympathy and guilt. When I see him, I'm not
1: gushingly. Okay, hold on a second. (laughs) So, some poor bastard at the end of his rope just wants to hang out with you like twice a year. Yeah, it's not that much. And you're like, (laughs) and then you have to get on the paper and talk about what a dullard he is and how you don't. Come on. Fucking suck it up and go to dinner with him twice a year. Whatever.
0: This is so funny. I believe he finds me entertaining in short, he seems to have a good time, brother. if someone's laughing at your jokes, keep them around if some like that's a that's a rare thing to have
1: yeah <laughs> trust me trust me yeah, you better hang on to that I, that might be that might prove <laughs> to be the best relationship in your life if you have an open mind about it that's
0: exactly right like as someone who is bombed in front of various friend friend groups because he can't read an audience. Uh, he has remarked that I'm always direct and honest about my feelings. I do normally detest phoniness and have harsh feelings about two people in my own life who profess to be close, loving friends, while secretly trashing me behind my back. I feel for this person and would like to help him, but is friendliness a charitable act if it's insincere? Yeah, well, I don't know. Is it?
1: Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question, man. I we be, stumped. Uh, here's what I say: There's no wrong reason to be nice and kind to people. There's no wrong reason. Yeah, No wrong reason. <laughs> you overthinking this. This is just this is just this liberal stuff where you're like <laughs> examining. These are the same people, dude, that like have to make a show of like ending a friendship. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like the That's same type true. of person that would write in here is the same type of person that writes one of those horrifying, like, I'm no longer getting anything out of this relationship things.
0: Yeah. That's true. That is, so. that is true. Have you ever been broken up with as a friend?
1: No, never. Mm. Of course, I don't have any friends either. <laughs> I'm the lonely one in this schematic. <laughs>
0: The, the ethicist says, is there any real friendship between you two? I know you feel like a phony, but I'd guess that there is a friendship. It's just asymmetrical and much lower in intensity on your side than on his. Um, you're concerned that you're feeling being less than candid in your relationship with him, yet full transparency isn't an ideal to which friends usually commit. Yeah, don't lie. I mean, I mean, what I mean is lie. Definitely lie. If it makes someone
1: feel better, lie. <laughs> uh, listen. It's always good. You can lie and lie ethically if it's <laughs> to spare somebody's feelings. Is a thing. I don't care what anybody says. Uh-huh. It's, it's those little lies that keep the social contract from imploding. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be, like, who are the most reviled people in society? People Probably who these are- Probably fucking conservatives that are like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah like the people that are like oh I'm just a straight shooter I'll just tell it like it is yeah nobody fucking likes you nobody likes you (laughs) Yeah. so yeah enjoy (laughs) enjoy your moral superiority nobody will remember you or think fondly of you Uh in fact some people (laughs) might piss on your grave every once in a while when they're just passing through
0: (laughs) is it okay that my wife posts photos of her breastfeeding her son Yes, next question <laughs> <laughs> um If you raised money after a fire, can you spend it on a vacation? Yeah, I mean, if people gave you money, then fuck it. I mean, I say, use it, however, yeah, you're not I'm the not goddamn gonna... government near attendants gonna... not looking over your finances,
1: yeah, I mean, don't do me any... I don't you can't be pocket watching with your charity, you know. Yeah, uh, Her brother most likely
0: died from autoerotic asphyx- asphyxiation. Do I tell her? How do you know that? How do you know that? That's my her
1: question. brother most
0: likely died. Most likely. That's Come on. There's some qualifiers there, man.
1: I'm yeah, loving. How, how, how do you have any more inside and then she does that you'd be the one to tell her. <laughs> this is it says my cousin
0: happened to be one of the paramedics who arrived at the scene and administered CPR to him. Many years later my cousin now deceased shared some information with me about the incident that makes it appear that it was not suicide. <laughs> from but an beyond
1: accident. the grave. <laughs> from beyond the grave. Now that... deceased shared some information with me.
0: <laughs> Oh I, it was derived from a Ouija a Ouija
1: session.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude no what do you even have to ask? Don't fucking bring that up. Like, th- there's so many layers of like uncertainty, <laughs> uncertainty to that. Like, what, <laughs> what would make you ask the question in the first place? Oh, okay, this is why. My friend has always struggled with not understanding why her seemingly happy brother wanted to end his life. I'm fairly certain her father, who found him, knows it may have been accidental, but has never shared that information with
1: his daughter. Okay, well, I guess... No, I I think in that case, listen, I think in that case you can put it to bed. I think here's how you do it. You sit her down and you say, Listen, honey, I know you've been struggling thinking about the pit of despair your brother fell into that led to his death. Uh Uh-huh that I have some information <laughs> ascertained from beyond the grave. <laughs> how I got this if actually how I got this information not important. It's not important. But contrary to what you've been feeling about this situation, your brother absolutely loved life. <laughs> he died as he lived. <laughs> Doing what he loved, in the throes of pleasure, in the throes of passion. <laughs>
0: I honestly I'm I'm like I think it's fucked up how there's a stigma around dying like that. Like I really think it's like we should end the stigma. Like if you die like that, I think it should be a, an honorable thing. It's like committing seppuku or something. It's like right. you're you're an honor but you you managed to go out like a champ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, if you die from autoerotic asphy- asphyxiation like David
0: Carradine. Like when he died, people were like embarrassed. Like that's the way. It's just like there's nothing
1: embarrassing about that, dude. No. That's that's <laughs> in fact that's called Living Your Truth. <laughs>
0: that's exactly right. Uh I think my stepson is actually a neighbor's biological child. What should I do? Hmm. Mm <laughs> hmm.
1: I've had I've had questions like that of paternity, of I know two men raising other men's children, like <laughs> concrete factually. But you don't one, have of to one of them's a cop, and I don't really uh, whatever happens, he has it coming yeah. to him. But right, whatever earth shattering news he gets at some point, perhaps anonymously. Mm-hmm. But the other guy is like a Joseph Redcorn in King of the Hill situation where Uh there's just this man genuinely believes this obviously Middle Eastern child is his son.
0: (laughs) That's a, that's an ethical quandary, man. I think that's honestly, so here's the question. Yeah. It's like, what do you, well, I mean the, here's the thing though. It's like the guy who wondered if he should tell his 80 year old mother about the gay
1: father. It's like, he probably knows right oh like- i think he definitely has to know either he's in the most extreme denial you've ever heard i an ex-girlfriend of mine taught at this school i think i might have told the story on the show before i'm not sure but she taught at this school and uh she was married had been married to this guy for a number of years and then a uh, white guy and then had a black baby and uh my ex was, like, uh, not even talking about, like, that. But she had assumed that the guy with her was not the father. So, who's the uh, – is the child's father? Could he come in? And she goes, he's right here. <laughs> and this woman volunteered this. This She volunteered this. She said, he's got that disease where he didn't get any of his dad's chromosomes. <laughs> And when she told me that, I said, <laughs> "Well, she's not lying. <laughs> he, just, in fact, did not get any of his dad's chromosomes.
0: It's just the way. Yeah, I think it's okay to think about it that way. Um, <laughs> he's got that disease. Yeah, What's like it's eight?
1: common knowledge. You know, right. you know the what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> <laughs>
0: The elderly man I've been helping turns out to be a bigot. What do I do? Um, I'd say take all the guns out of the house. Uh, take away his car keys. Other than that, just keep it out. I mean, the, look, look—all of our grandparents are bigots. <laughs> so, <laughs> you think you think you're you think you're exceptional here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I ditch my roommate so I can live with my friend? Uh how, yes. How much should I keep spend to keep my elderly dog alive? Uh long ago I bought a human skull. What should I do with it? <laughs> <laughs> I'd tell you what you do with it. You hold it up and see you say to be and not to be. <laughs> you do drama, dramatic readings. Okay. All right. I mean, we've done over an hour. And, uh, you know, I, that's good. I mean, I had a whole list of stuff to talk about this week, but we had to call an audible at the last minute. And so I didn't have to talk about the debt ceiling. I didn't have to talk about Ron DeSantis announcing on Twitter spaces that he's running for president. Um, I didn't have to... Talk about inflation. All kinds of stuff I didn't have to talk about. So,
1: instead, we talked about good old fashioned ethics.
0: We just talked about good old fashioned ethics.
1: What's right? What's wrong in the world? <laughs> That's exactly
0: right. Um, so, yeah, any outstanding thoughts on any of those things before we sign off for the week?
1: Nah, I'm going to start, uh, spamming the ethicist. Okay. Uh, Weekly with most banal queries. Why do people look different? <laughs> Stuff like that.
0: Uh-huh. What Can I utter a racial slur in my classroom? Ooh, can you do that? Can you utter it? But you, does, when you say utter, that makes it sound like you want to kind of say it.
1: Could, did she say should I, could I, Can or I? Would I? Can I. Can I. Hmm. That's an interesting one because,
0: like, if you get the affirmative from the yes, she's asking like, for
1: permission to say get, a slur. Yeah, she wants to the the go ahead. Who is
0: presumably a
1: black <laughs> man? Yeah, she wants the
0: she wants to go ahead. Huh? It's a speech from Senator Strom Thurmond using the N word. Do I use uh, the actual word in class?
1: Uh, hmm. Oh boy. Uh that's one for next time. <laughs> let's
0: see let's see what the ethics says.
1: Uh
0: he says Wow, this is a really, really long response. Holy shit. <laughs> He's like, if I just stall for time, I won't have to answer this. <laughs> 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 like, I'll just minutes. do the
1: the the advice columnist version of a filibuster here. Uh huh. Uh eh,
0: eh. I don't know. Um My daughter's having sex with her best friend, must I tell her mom?
1: Okay. I mean I gotta stop. I'm addicted. I can't stop. I fucking can't <laughs> stop, dude. I just wanna know like the type of person that's like, you know what? I don't have any, like, people I can turn to for solid advice here, so I'm going to ride into a magazine. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I say this, and just a few weeks ago, I was thinking about doing the same thing.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something nice. There's something, like, uh, kind of exciting about it, right? Like, seeing it published in the paper of record, knowing that it's anonymous, that can never be traced back to you. (laughs) <laughs> never, never. That's a that's a. Well, next week you're going to see one that's like: is it okay to steal? Is it okay to steal my competitor's stars and coins if he slit if he spins out on the banana peel
1: that yeah, was thrown out? Let's say we're at a place called I don't know Booze Haunted Mansion, <laughs>
0: Rainbow Road. Yeah. <laughs> Haunted Mansion. Let's say, hypothetically, we're at a place called Boo's Haunted Mansion. (laughs) There are ghosts. (laughs) If you look at them, they'll stay in place, but if you don't, they'll come at you. Some of them are big enough to eat you. (laughs) The floor is falling in. Let's say, hypothetically... (laughs)
1: Let's say hypothetically, I drive my uh, 2007 Toyota Tacoma through there, and out uh-huh. the passenger window flies a banana peel. Yeah. Oh.
0: Okay, man. Okay, I gotta. I can't stop scrolling through these. It's like, what do you call this? What What's going on with me? Like, why can't I stop? They're so good.
1: All right. Dear ethicist. why can I not <laughs> quit reading your fantastic column? Okay.
0: Next week, I swear we'll have a more in-depth episode about the way the world works and the state of the world. Uh, it's just like I got sidetracked, and like I said, I have OCD, and I get, uh, you know, Dialed in on this stuff And I can't break away from it So next week I promise we'll have a little more in-depth Coverage of the world And analysis I know that's what you all want right Hard hitting analysis I think that's what people want Because that's the feedback I see They're like i stopped listening to this show Because it became a show where they just talk about nothing It's like that's what it's always been been
1: yeah that's what Sein, seinfeld was famously the show about nothing hey but that seemed to work out fine for everybody
0: yeah what do you what do you want what do
1: you, <laughs> want,
0: what do you want there's plenty of episodes that are about something but then you got to have some that are about nothing what's what's so hard about that something's understand? and nothing's so that's studies, what life's uh,
1: about that's
0: right um All right, you can go check us out on Patreon. We had a pretty good episode this past weekend. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. Every Sunday, well, most Sundays anyways. Or every week there's a premium episode. Doesn't always get put out on Sundays, but usually. Uh, So go check that out. Uh, Go throw us $5. We need your support. We really do now more than ever. And the content's great. So... We'll see you over there uh, this weekend, and until then, I wish you all a great rest of your week and great
1: Memorial Day. A great Memorial Day. Remember all those gay soldiers that died <laughs> defending our freedoms. That's right. Don't don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that.
0: All right. We'll see you next time. Adios.